Hello and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. That is really weird when that happens. That's yeah. really weird. Because I didn't even tell you you had to clap. I just put my hands in the air. You could have just looked at me like, what? <laughs> You're doing proper Radio 4. It's time for applause now. Uh, hello, I'm Nick Briggs, and uh, I'm joined by Paul Sprague. Hello. And Mark Plasto. Hello. It is Plasto. It is, yes. Correct. <laughs> Suddenly, because pla- Plasto... Is oh shut up. Anyway, uh, if you haven't heard about Big Finish, Paul Sprague will now explain to you what it is. While I have some Why crisps. Why do you always do this every time? So at some point, this will become less funny to you. Uh, quite often, I describe it. <laughs> yeah, you've got a script though when you do it. Mm. Big Finish is an audio production company that produces a whole wide range of CDs and downloads featuring licensed series such as Doctor Who, Highlander, Stargate, Dark Shadows, help me out here, uh, Graceless, Blake Seven, Iris Wildtime, and... What? Jagam and Lightfoot. Uh, and Bernice uh, Summerfield. Yeah. Bernice Summerfield. Countermeasures. Yeah, that, that's a, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Countermeasures. Gallifrey. I've, I've, I've run out. Anyone? Vienna. Vienna, yeah, Vienna. I shouldn't forget Vienna on today of all days. Orville the Duck. What? <laughs> and our newly announced Orville the Duck series. <laughs> Download only to one very specific human. <laughs> and uh, Big Finish Companion Volume 2. Yeah. Is, that, is that a range? It's not, but it's beautifully designed. <laughs> By Mark Plaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I am. Um, I'm reintroducing the tradition <laughs> of annoying people by eating during the podcast. I should explain also that this is being recorded during Big Finish Day Three. I was expecting a woo then. <laughs> well, yeah. well done, well cued. Which is a convention uh, all about Big Finish. And it's worth mentioning that it's uh, just gone um, five o'clock uh, in the afternoon, and I've been up since 5.30 this morning. <laughs> so I may be a bit lacklustre. Well, plus it's snowing, which, yeah, which, se- which seems to be how our life is panning out these days. Well, we're in a classroom in a school, which is where this convention is being held, and I, all the blinds are pulled down, so I can't quite see whether it is snow. I think the snowing, the snowing no, trust, has trust stopped. No, trust me, it's, it's still going. They're frosted windows. Was that <laughs> Someone is now destroying. We've broken the school. We've broken the school, but we know it's snowing. So you know, it's it's a sort of semi-win situation, I suppose. We've <laughs> we're going to have to pay for damages, but but we do know that there's snow, so that's nice. Now to get the crowd warmed up here, we're working on a story at the moment called the Dalek Contract which you may have heard the trailer for. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Fourth Doctor Adventures. Danger, Master! Detecting hostile life forms. Combat mode. Doctor Who, The Dalek Contract. Daleks? Identity! Ah, now there's a question. 
Isn't the Proxima system where the Larn were damaged by Cuthbert's mysterious experiment? Let's start powering up, shall we? Oh, and you make sure that there are no more attacks. Exterminate! The Daleks really do make you nervous, don't they? Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. And in it, a crowd of um, people called the Hurtas, who were just a bunch of sort of um, disgruntled warriors, uh, get to um, bully the Doctor and someone else. And Alistair Locke, the sound designer, has decided I didn't record enough wild tracks for it. So I wonder whether you'd all oblige me by being these people. So... Uh, turn your microphone round, please, Paul. <laughs> well, I, I don't get to be all of the Hurtas warriors. Correct. <laughs> I find that quite insulting. So, yes, you're just... Lots of jostling and, and pushing the doctor and uh, pushing the doctor and saying, come on, move it, do as you're told. Well, very rowdy, you know, you're a, bit, a bunch of roughnecks. And there are women as well. So I do want to hear those lady voices in there. <laughs> so let's have a bit of that. And... Phew. Move it. Thank you all very much. A big round of applause for you. Yeah. Yeah. So much power there, Nick. So much power. Possibly too much power. Yeah. Oh, I know. I do need to just mumble in muted anticipation, it says here. I don't know what that means. Mumble. Mumble. <laughs> Thank you. Right, OK. <clears throat> now... Since you haven't got your computer here with any emails or anything on, I'm just going to have another crisp. <laughs> well, you see, I thought that I would bring it, yeah. and then I thought we'd have an audience. Mm. Oh, and and surprisingly, I was right. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, it was a bit of a 50-50, but... <laughs> anyway, they're, they're here. Ask them. So rather than listeners' emails, let's have listeners' live questions. Who wants to ask a question? Okay. Yes, we've got two! We've got two! That could have gone horribly wrong, but there's two people, it's fine. Um, in one of your editorials in Vortex, you mentioned Frankenstein. Hmm. And I was wondering if there's any further uh, information on that, as to when it might be released or any details on it, because I'm quite looking forward to that. That is a good question. Yes. And here comes the answer. There's no release date set for it yet. The recording, we hope, will take place... Uh, either at the end of April or uh, beginning of May, and it's one of the, um, the the star actor in it who I can't reveal at the moment, but it's very exciting. Um, it's to do with their availability and a bit to do with my availability because I'm involved with it as well. And um, I'm going to Australia in a week's time. Oh. <laughs> That was Paul Sprague destroying the microphones. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, so, uh, but yes, we're, and we're going to have some really lovely um, packaging for that one. You know, it's going to be... What, for your holiday? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, for Frankenstein, Paul, which is what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, we were talking about my holiday. I'm not really going on holiday. I'm going to some conventions. And I'm just having a uh, crisp. <laughs> Was anyone here, any of the people who got really cross about crisps? 
Oh, fantastic. You'd never admit it anyway, would you? <laughs> Some people got very cross about us eating crisps in the podcast. It should be pointed out that we have been supplied with these crisps. This isn't mm. just uh, some kind of random, vicious... <laughs> yes, it was you. Shout out your name. Eamon. Oh, Eamon. Yes, of course, I've signed things for you. I should remember your name. Eamon. It's Eamon's fault. Do you want some crisps more? And at the I end of the day, when your energy's day. low, you can't really resist a good cheese and onion crisp. Uh... Hopefully, if I mention their Walker's crisps, I might get some free ones sent to me. We've been we've been trying this. It's, never it's not happened, it's does not it? worked, has I, it? I mean, uh, I was expecting a pile of Starburst sweets, and I'm still waiting. Yeah. I'm just about to sample distinctively salt and vinegar, which are my favourite flavour. This is uh, wow. Yes, they, they've all got these strange things. And this is unmistakably cheese and onion <laughs> with cheddar Wait, from Somerset. What, what could you mistake it for? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, these are my shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Cheese and onion. Yeah. Uh, Oh, hmm. Eamon, have you bought us pretentious crisps? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, OK, fine. I will just tell you whether these are distinctive or not. OK, okay. okay hang on. Right, the, the tension is unbearable now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> OK, but where was that other question? Who, who was the other one? Was it you? Yes, well, Eamon. When the... The title that we've just done all our murmurings for, mm. tell us again, when will that be out so we can all buy it if we see if we're in it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is the Dalek contract, and it's going to be out in June. June, June yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, confusingly, there's already a trailer up for it. Right. It's just we've sort of finished the edit. There's no music on it yet, but we just thought we ought to revisit some of the jeering. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it was out of Yeah. yeah. There's an argument to say we should just give it to you all for free. <laughs> there is that argument. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But yeah, it was Alistair's idea to do this. I don't know whether it'll work or not. It well, was, I'm, I'm glad that we finally got a CD that's coming out where 25 people might actually buy it, so that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shock horror. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, hello. You should have done that in the main hall instead. Should have done it in the main hall. It's too <laughs> echoey. Yeah. This, is just, this is about the right number of people. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, but this you is didn't just, think it through. This is just the right size of room and just the right number of people. You're in the Maglia Gorge launch site main control. Oh. <laughs> that was a good bit of mumbling. Yeah, yeah. well, use that as well. Yeah. That's that's page sixty-five. So you yeah. know that if that gives you any ideas to vaguely where it'll turn up. So. Scene twenty-nine. Yeah. Look out for that. Count the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Anything more distinctive yet, Mark? No, it's um, it worryingly undistinctive actually. Well, I have to say these are unmistakably cheese <laughs> and onion. Yeah, but that's a bit of a cop out. I mean, to say oh my stomach's gurgling. Uh, to say something is unmistakably something is not particularly a compliment, is it? Is no, it, really? it was distinctive is is sounds. It, well, yeah, it can be misconstrued. That that's kind of. <clears throat> Bordering on the obvious, isn't it? Yeah. You could say it's unmistakably Nick Briggs. <laughs> Not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. 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 Hmm. There's a possibility we've gone too far into the whole crisp examination. <laughs> I may be wrong. It's late in the day. I don't, <laughs> I don't well, know what I'm doing. Be, yeah. I've always been disappointed by walkers anyway. So. Oh, yeah. I well, won't just have generally that. when they're out hiking across uh, moors and fields, that sort of thing. Yeah. That, right, okay. I won't have that. I'm a big fan of walkers crisps. <laughs> and that's why we'll be getting a massive box of them oh, through the post. Yeah. Walker's crisps are really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now, you're not getting any. <laughs> I'll tell you, when I was uh, 
a young boy. Many I, years ago. Many, many, many years ago. And I, I lived in Back the... Back in the 1800s. <laughs> I lived in the Southampton area. And then we moved to Burton-on-Trent. And there in the school playground where there was a little tuck shop, that is where I encountered Walker's Crisps for the first time. Up until then, it had all been Golden Wonder and what else? <laughs> We mentioned as many company names as possible. <laughs> well, on the off chance that at least one of them is listening, I don't think Golden Wonder does. Golden Wonder exists anymore. Yeah. I don't think it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I've got you pegged as a crisp expert. He's <laughs> def- very definite about that. And I, and when I tasted these, plus the fact that the weirdness of making the cheese and onion blue, because cheese and onion was always green on all the other crisps, wasn't it? The packet colour. And I, and I just, it was a whole new experience. And I thought, I thought these crisps are amazing. And they, they weren't available in the south of England. They were a northern thing. In Ireland, the same brand is called Tito's. I'm pretty sure this is now the best podcast we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have actually learned something. Oh, yeah. good God. Tito's, Tito's. They look the same, but it says Tito's. Have we got any other, please God, have we got any more questions? <laughs> Otherwise, it's just crisps for 40 minutes. <laughs> yes. Hello. I always loved Charlie Pollard's character in the main range. I wonder if there's any chance of uh, bringing India Fisher back for anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> yes. Well, she's in light at the end, Brilliant. which is our anniversary story, 50th anniversary story. But also we are going to do a, a Charlie Pollard spin-off series. <laughs> yeah. We are. In, yeah, India doesn't believe it either. Excuse me. I know this is an appalling... Uh, I'm just a bit working class. <laughs> how many uh, How many lunches have you had to buy India Fisher now, explaining on a six-monthly basis it's still happening? <laughs> a Quite few. a few, isn't it? A few. few. I'd happily buy India Fisher lunch any time. I think the best part is when she describes the food, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, that's right. Yeah. I do try to get her to do that sometimes. And she starts, she goes, oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm, interesting question. Is there another question? Oh, here we go. It's, oh, all, it's all, all kicking off now, isn't exciting. it? exciting. Okay, I'm going to use your mic. It's better. Thanks. You. Um, considering you've got an audience at the moment, um, have you ever considered doing a live big finish or incorporating a live element into a recording? I've got an audience. A live elephant. I don't know whether... Uh, no, um, we have talked about that before. Uh, and maybe it's something we can do in the future, hopefully, at an event. It might be quite a good, fun thing to do. I mean, it would. Inv- the trouble is, it would involve a lot of investment of time planning. You know, because uh, uh, a while back, quite a number of years back, I did a series called Cyberman. And I did record those as live. Certainly episode one, we fed in all the music, most of the music and most of the sound effects, nearly all the sound effects, and just adjusted it afterwards. And that that took a hell of a lot of planning. We needed at least a day to rehearse the actors beforehand. And then on the studio day, we ran it about two or three times and then did the recorded version of it. So it's quite a lot. I think we'd have to make it quite short if we did it. But it would be fun to do, wouldn't it? I think, yeah create a real sense of occasion. Hang on, I'm just going to see if, if Nat was quite excited then by the mention of elephants. Because uh, she, she, she loves huh, elephants. She, she likes really elephants. Plus also, every single week in, in the Radio Times there's a little thing called called the track word, um, which has been in there for, for millennia. And, and every single week there's, there's a fight between me and Nat to see who gets the nine-letter track word word first. But she's 
absolutely certain every week it's going to be elephants. Anyway, crisps. Uh... (laughs) I'm just saying. Funnily enough, elephants are very important in my relationship with my wife. Well, let's just leave that there. (laughs) I like the fact that people now work out the rest of that story. We have little pictures of our, our, our uh, house. Oh, don't, don't spoil it. Our <laughs> house is called Elephant Cottage. Is it? Yeah. Oh. We, we've called it Elephant Cottage, and there are two elephants on the front of it. Not oh. real elephants, obviously, nailed to the wall. <laughs> that would just be disgusting. <laughs> Strangely awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we want to find a big stone elephant to put in our tiny, tiny garden. So, if the companies who make stone elephants are listening to this podcast and have some crisps to hand, perhaps, maybe they could just send one along to the office. There we go, that's that plug done. Next, next. Okay, another question. Okay. Um, What will you guys be doing on the 50th anniversary in November? Oh, oh, who's got a call? Oh, come on. I'm in a podcast, darling. Um, What will we be doing on the 50th anniversary? Don't know. Oh yeah, BBC One. But is it? Do you think that one adventure in in space and time will be on 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 the the twentieth anniversary? That might be quite good. You should know you're in it. I don't know. They, yeah, when you're in something, they don't uh, introduce you to the scheduling department as well. You know? <laughs> Never been in anything. I don't know. Oh, no, when you're in something, yeah. they don't introduce you to the scheduling department. They go, "Hello, you're playing a small part in this. Here's the head of BBC One scheduling. He'd like to discuss with you the time slots." <laughs> I, I think they should. Well, For I instance, think you've now featured in this podcast, but we're not going to tell you when it's going to go out. Oh, this is very true. It's the same principle. Mm. That's a brilliant illustration of my Thank you points. very much. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad but you're can, here <laughs> for the first <laughs> time in my life. <laughs> Pardon? When you've been man in a store at the 50th anniversary convention at the XL selling all your lovely products. Oh, will we be manning a stall at the XL? I mean, I, I think I might be at the XL. I'm not sure. I don't know. Everything's up in the air at the moment. But yeah, are you all going to the XL? Some people looked a bit wallet depleted then when I said that. Some of them didn't, though. Can we get them back into the uh, hall? Yeah. Yes. Who wants to buy some more big finish? Nobody put their hands <laughs> I've gone right off them. Yeah. Okay, it's a good question. Bit of a rubbish answer. I think we'll give the answer about two out of ten there. Okay. Uh, who next? Yes. Judith. I remember your name now. Um been taking the Big Finish book two around and it looks very nice. Are there plans already for number three? I think we might be persuaded that that's a good idea. Can I just tender my resignation now? (laughs) (laughs) No, don't don't do that because we can't do it without you. (laughs) It doesn't, you know, Mark does all our design work and is very talented. It won't have to be done as quickly, probably. There were a lot of pages. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it was all a bit last minute-y though, wasn't it? It was thrilling. (laughs) There was kind of a visceral thrill to it all. Yeah. I'm really... I think there is going to be a, a third, and I'm looking forward to doing it. Well, we'll make sure this time we have an ed- editor on board who kind of controls it a bit more. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> That's as controversial as I'm getting. <laughs> Someone's taking my photograph, I'll try and look handsome. Oh, try and look what? I've just failed. Oh, was I handsome? Brilliant. Thumbs up there. <laughs> Yeah, I From think, the man uh, in the dark glasses. Yes. I, I think with, with volume three, it's it's one of those things that I don't think we would necessarily announce too early because I think we want to be 
ahead of it we want to be sure that that we've we've made a decent start that it's actually coming together a certain amount before we announce it because we don't want to be put in the position where we're moving it or delaying yeah that just it sounds or... like we are definitely doing it now doesn't it does it yeah <laughs> i'm just saying that's what we would do if we were if doing we it were yeah if we were certainly certainly kenny smith is really keen to do to do another one and he's done his work on volume two is just sterling i think yeah, yeah. He's part, part one of the joys of doing it was getting the, the copy through and just reading it as a fan basically and just just thinking this is brilliant i mean basically kenny has already started writing volume three whether we commission it or not <laughs> because he's because he is so desperate <laughs> to do it and and got so much into it and is such a big fan that he's just gone oh, i've just done a few synopses for for volume three we go, we've not commissioned you to do it stop stop <laughs> doing it. you have a job do the job <laughs> but he's he's so keen that he's he's happy to just to just carry on doing these things so you know, hopefully, if it happens, it'll. Well, it's it's basically underway, whether we do it or not. Yes, yeah, we it's, just have to decide whether to print it or not. I think that's <laughs> that's about the size of it. Isn't it's it? uh, yeah, it's it's Kenny's problem there. <laughs> Good for Kenny. Is Kenny? Have you met Kenny? Any of you this week? He's a lovely chap. He's been helping out on the big finish store. Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, let's have another question. Hello. Given the new material that's come in for Dorian Gray, is there any plans for a physical release at any point, either the adaptation or...? I think the the adaptation of the, the novel it is likely to have a physical release, but um, I don't know about the, the download series. As, as I've said lots of times before, and I'm sure you've heard me say it before, so you can just nod off to sleep. Um, you know, the whole model of doing something as a download-only thing and see if it... Because it does mean a lot less money has to be spent because of the lack of pressing and printing and what have you. Uh, I'm keen to pursue that model as a way of producing things. Producing things that are at a, a low cost that don't mean that people have to make the decision whether or not to buy something else from Big Finish. That's what we want to do, really, because, you know, one of our problems is that um, there are so many attractive ranges that sometimes people have to choose. And so there's an element of uh, the ranges, as it were, feeding off each other. And we want to try and find ways of introducing new stuff that won't make people have to choose. Because I don't think if you're you're spending, what were the um, Dorian Gray downloads? How much were they per episode? Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. If you're spending just two ninety nine, you're not going to go. Oh, I better not buy the Doctor Who main range so that I can afford the two ninety nine thing. You're, I, I would be likely to think, oh, two ninety nine. I'll just get that. See what it's like. You know. So that that's the kind of, we're trying to create bargains. Bargains. Plus, there's also, I suppose, an element of the fact that if you've introduced a series as being download only and you then throw a CD into the mix, that we'll suddenly get a load of people going, well, you said that there wouldn't be a CD. Yeah. Well, I don't want to buy it, buy it again just because I want a complete collection of CDs. So it's it's a bit of a touchy one, I think. Yeah, yeah it's, there's an element of, yes, trust. We have, to, we have to make sure that, you know, people can trust us that we do what we say we're going to do. That's a bit serious, isn't it? <laughs> okay. You're still eating those crisps. Yeah. God, but, but I badly because one is on the floor. Now. I really wolfed <laughs> it. <laughs> I do apologise. I've just eaten them all. Yeah. You want one of mine? No. Oh, well, I just thought, what are they di distinctive? What? Distinctively salt and vinegar. Okay, I'm, uh, let's see what I think about this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
It doesn't really work on radio, does it? Oh, I would say they are distinctive. <laughs> I, I think you're mistaking distinctive for distrol. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes, the strength creates a distinctiveness <laughs> on my palate. I bow to your great Tune in experience. next week for more crisp action. <laughs> so are you auditioning for food and drink, you two? What is going on? <laughs> We'll be on oh. to wines next. Oh, can we get someone to send us some wines? That'd be Your nice. <laughs> no, no, drinking is very bad for you. Now, <laughs> another question? Might Big Finish ever release um, e-book versions of like the old books which are out printing you can't get anymore because they're ridiculous prices? What sort of old books? Like um, the Benny, for example. Like, I've tried to buy the Squire's Crystal, but it's like £60. And if Big what, from us? No, well, like, it's second-hand because you can't get it anymore. Oh. So people can charge ridiculous prices, so it's only Big Fish would ever release e-book versions. We've talked about it. There isn't a huge demand. Um, but it's something we'd like to sort out. It's just, we just can't make it a priority because it, it, it's relatively costly to do it. Not as costly as printing a book. Get a campaign going. <laughs> you know, um, we've we've not you know, we haven't seen much demand for it, but yeah, for comp it, it seems awful that you can't get hold of them, and you know, and if if anyone's going to do ebooks of them, it, it should be us, shouldn't it? Yeah, we're a little bit behind on the whole ebook thing, aren't we? When we, we're sort of catching up with doing that. I'm just going to sit here and say forward and see what happens. Forward. <laughs> <laughs> and and what are who are the people who do the scripts? What the writers? What? <laughs> What's the matter? He didn't say Reuters. <laughs> what, why are the people laughing? This is just my voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking out loud, aren't I? Yes. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. Anyway, um, another question, anyone? Yes, hello, Danny. After the success of Love and War, are there talks to do more books as audios? What a perceptive question. <laughs> Again, something we've been talking about. So, there, yeah, I, I mean, Love and War went down really well and it was really beautifully done, I thought, by all concerned, wasn't it? It was great. And it's something that people had wanted to hear for a long, long time. A favourite book for many people. So, we're looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wiggled my eyebrows for those of you listening. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Oh, I, I can't stop. Oh. Anyway, yeah. You're trying to communicate with John Pertwee's doctor. <laughs> what did he say you used eyebrows? Who, the Delphons or something? Yeah. Oh, how sad I remembered that. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. This is a room of sadness. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're at Big Finish Day 3. Arsenal nil. <laughs> um, who got lost on the way here today? Yes. Did you look up the postcode of this place? I'm from America. We don't do postcodes like that. <laughs> Sorry. Did you did you look up the zip code of this place? <laughs> And so I wandered around with, this is a church. <laughs> you think maybe the English go to school in churches, you thought? Well, so, well uh, no. But, <laughs> <laughs> but as, I, as I told 
Jonathan Morris, I had audios to listen to, so I listened to all of the antimatter while wandering around parking trying to find this place. Oh, well, I'm glad we've come in useful. But obviously you did you did find it. I Because when, when I looked it up, we, it took uh, Jason was driving me, Jason Hay-Gallery, and it, it took us to a completely different school that was obviously originally part of this site and is now not. Well, I had my little paper registration number thing with me and it said it was on Longbridge Road. So I went, OK, I know where that is. I'm going to keep walking. Well, we kept trying to access the site, the Tenth Planet site, and it's not, uh, it doesn't work on mobile devices. Brilliant. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't know. This is just me moaning. It's you and I. We're just having a good moan, aren't we? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Now, you're not the first smart Alec to point that out, Glyn. Um, the smart Glyn to point it out, Alec. No. Um, uh, yeah, but I came before. I did drive the last two times I came. I drove myself, but I had my sat nav. You don't pay any attention to where you're going with a sat nav. You just obey the voice. <laughs> of the person. Let me tell you something about my sat-nav. Just remembered, it's fascinating. We call our sat-nav, my wife and I call it Kathy. We don't refer to it as that. Have you got Kathy yet? Is Kathy on, all this kind of stuff. And um, one day I was sitting at my desk at Radio 4 Extra and, some, and I'd been talking to one of the other presenters next to me and then she went off somewhere and then someone said something about, oh, you ought to ask Kathy about that. I said, Kathy? I said, funny, that's what I call my sat-nav. She said, yeah, well, she does sat-nav voices. And I'm like, hold on a sec, yeah. And I realised, and Kathy, who sat next to me, was Kathy, my sat-nav. I said, you don't know the difference between a bend and a turning. It was ridiculous. It's very, she said, oh, I get this all the time. The funny thing is that they don't name the sat-nav voices after the actual actors. But hers, because she had an Irish voice, because she is Irish, they had named that voice Kathy, which coincidentally was her name. It wasn't named after her. Do you see how I built that up? And you all look at me like, I don't even know whether this is worth saying. <laughs> but things like that fascinate me. I'm just going to write a script about it. Doctor Who and Kathy. <laughs> Meanwhile, the very first Big Finish day that was here, I came along and I went to entirely the wrong school. And then and then I had real trouble working out where exactly I had to go after that. I turned up and David Richardson and everybody else pointed and laughed at me for not being able to find the school. Now, suddenly no one could find it. I was ahead of the game at not finding it. I must say, yeah, I, I, was, I was a bit embarrassed because I thought I remember two years ago lots of people had trouble yeah. and, I, and I was sort of pointing and laughing. And then I, <laughs> But once you're in that trap of not being able to find it, and your sat nav, you and I was trying to contact David Richardson to get a postcode, and he couldn't get a postcode for this building we're in. And then there was no 3G, and there was no phone signal. No one come to barking. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's a it's a communications black hole. If you've not got a pigeon or, or flags for semaphore, well, I, I just like to screwed. say that I've been here twice and didn't have any trouble finding it either time. Well done. Well done, you. That's you getting a round of applause now. Round of applause for Mark. Very encouraging. That's beautiful. See, it stood me in good stead this morning because we were in a taxi which had the same problem as you, but I just went, oh, well, to get out of here, you just go up this road to the main road, then you go there, and then you're at the school. How did you know that? Because I got lost before. <laughs> oh, I see. So you, uh, well, so the cab driver had. Yeah, that. the cab driver had oh, well, just was sent to exactly the wrong place as well. Yeah. God. Damn. 
I feel less out now, though. It's amazing. Well, Everyone we can, got tell here. you what, how about we throw you out of this room and, and blindfold you and spin you around a bit, and you can try and find your way back in. Would that okay. help? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, can you sort that out? <laughs> Apparently, Big Finish Day 3 is going to be held in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> this, this is Big Finish Day 3. Oh, yeah, Big Finish Day 4. <laughs> I'll just edit that so I sounded funnier. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's let's just run that it. joke again. <laughs> Go! Apparently, Big Finish Day 4 is going to be held in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to believe that was a genuine reaction. Yeah. Oh, oh no. that sounded completely realistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, because I'm tired and old, let's just take a couple more questions and then we'll curl up and go to sleep. There's, there's three people putting their hands up now. No, one of them will have to die. Um, <laughs> given Big Finish's involvement in animating The Reign of Terror, The Tenth Planet, have you ever considered animating one of your audios? Endlessly. <laughs> we would love to do something like that. We'd love to do Dalek Empire, something like that, yeah. But it's a whole... <laughs> what, pardon? <laughs> I think he said you would. Yeah, you <laughs> Yes. I think the question was to me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so as of tomorrow, Mark is going to be drawing it really painstakingly, frame by frame. Did we not tell you this? No. <laughs> Get on with it. Um, yeah. But our, that's not our licence, you know. And it's uh, and also they're making a TV series. So what are we making a TV? What are we doing? You know, that's the difficulty. I mean, it's great to have the opportunity to do the animated versions of the missing stories, Reign of Terror and, yeah, and Tenth Planet. We're doing as well. I've seen some of the preliminary stuff for Tenth Planet. It does look amazing, actually. Good work on the word preliminary there as well. Thank right? you. Yeah, I was practicing in the bathroom this morning. You can tell he's a trained actor, can't you? <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Where's the sting in the tail? <laughs> oh, you're mocking me because I've said one word correctly. No, no, no. I, I was honestly very impressed then. Thanks. Well, I'll be moving on to sarcasm I'll, again in a minute. Carry I'm on. filling up, mate. It's just a joke. <laughs> uh, right, another question then. Who? There were three. Yeah, oh, hello. Um, would you consider doing any more dead and buried type animations then? Dead and buried. Yes, the thing that Alex did about <gasps> Benny. Oh no, you see that? Yeah, the Benny animation, which was great, wasn't it? That Alex did. Yeah, it nearly drove him insane. <laughs> As I said. Well, well, hang on, hang on. Oh, it drove him more insane than <laughs> yeah, he already is. Go. Yeah. Um, because I've said this before, but you know how when you see an, a great animated thing, and at the end, the credits are massive, and all these compositors, and just, just, all there was at the end of ours was Alex Mallinson, because he did it all. I mean, he did all of that himself, every single bit of the animation. I mean, that's just crazy, isn't it? Have, have you all seen it? Yeah. yeah, it's great. So no, I, we broke Alex on that. And it was his idea. And he did it for nothing. Well, certifiable. Yeah. You know, we couldn't Notice stop the him. silence that yeah. greeted that But it's incredible though, isn't it? I, you know, but he, he, he needed to do it for, for his... For his sanity, ironically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As part of a course of treatment. I don't, know, I don't know why he needed to do it, but he did, it was so fantastically done. Brilliant I think it was job. just to prove it to himself, wasn't it? So to demonstrate that he could do it to himself so that he could then proceed and do more things in that vein. Not necessarily for us, but To take himself point. to the brink. Yeah. yeah, and to expand his horizons a bit. I think it's proved to him also that he wouldn't do it again except for a lot of money yeah, yeah, yeah. and with loads of other people working with him. I mean, when you think that every single visual decision in that was his, he was directing it, he was creating... I mean, that was... You know, you could understand... How long was it? It was about... I don't know, it was about five or six minutes. Was it? Was it? Yeah. 
I was going to say, I can understand if it was like a couple of minutes, but you know, it's yeah. crikey, flipping heck. Buy the Epoch box set and watch it. That was a good plug, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he won't be doing it again, which is why from tomorrow, for free, Mark... <laughs> what? This is the joke that keeps on giving. I'm quite pleased with this. <laughs> so, see if we can squeeze in a third one for the I was, for I was proper comedy. Saying event. earlier, it's a, a very unusual day today because I haven't received an email from Paul Sprag. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we all get emails from Paul Sprag every day. Yeah. yeah, I used to quite look forward to them. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> they've become more sort of like. Asking me to do things. Mm, yeah. None you of that niceness. Them now. No. Yeah. You did ask how I was about three weeks ago, I think. Yeah. How were you three weeks ago? I think I was fine. How are you now? Jaded. Right. A little poorly. <laughs> it's not quite as interesting, is it? You've no. not been well, though, have you? <laughs> I have. No, I got a, um, a, a rather nasty sinus infection. So if Vortex is late this month, people, yeah, I, now you know why. Uh, I, yes, it's, it's got nothing to do with Paul getting me the content late at all. <laughs> and all to do with my sinus infection. It, no, it has been like, uh, it's, been, it's been a struggle this week. So please, when you, when you receive issue 50 of Vortex, you must... Uh, you must... Issue 50? Is issue 50 of Vortex? Oh, wow. Do you, yeah. Oh, wow. And, and I have to say, the unique design challenge of having to um, lay out six pages of article seven pages seven pages of article with absolutely nothing to illustrate it with I know I I, I had this bright idea I thought well it's the 50th issue it's the 50th anniversary this year this kind of writes itself doesn't it so surely there should be an article about our plans for the anniversary releases in this issue so that's what I did but of course I failed to appreciate that Mark would have to illustrate it with nothing at all <laughs> have you found something <laughs> oh yeah Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh good. Yeah, it actually looks really good. I'm really oh. pleased with it. And we've done that redesigning of the the third page, haven't we? Page three. I didn't I want to say page three because yes. it makes all English people snigger. You heard it here snigger. first, people. Vortex now has a page three. There, there might be. Implied, it is as exciting as you think. There might be implied nudity from Mr. Frag. <laughs> <laughs> My oh. nudity is always implied. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Nat can confirm this. She's always saying to me, can, you, can your nudity please, please, please be more implied? Oh, this, this podcast is being edited for reasons of common decency. Um, it's just, do you all get Vortex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, do you all want Vortex? <laughs> oh, thank God for that. It's just that we also realise that, you know, when we hand it out at some events and people have never seen it before, sometimes it's not awfully clear exactly what it is or what big finish is if people haven't heard about it. So we just wanted to make page three a little bit, like... Sexy. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> See what I have to contend with. Uh, it's just saying, you know, this is big finish and this is what we do, so please excuse page three. You won't want to see it. Uh, because you know all about Big Finish, but I think it's quite helpful, you know. Two months ago, the Vortex in my subscription was over a year old. Yeah. <laughs> what happened there, Paul? Well, don't look at me. I don't send them out. I know, but you know what <laughs> happened. I was just asking you to explain it. Um, I, d I don't actually know what oh, happened. Oh, they, they just ran out of they the most recent up. issue. They so, ran out so of the current issue. So that we weren't sending out anything. So they just uh, padded it out with an old one. Yeah. Which is good, you know. It's I don't know how some we, people I think might not have the older ones. I think a lot got sent out with a sale as well. I think yeah. you know, they just I used got, one. Yeah, I got a random. I partook in the sale. I actually bought stuff. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. fool. I know. <laughs> um, 
We'd have yeah. given you that. It's I all was, money, isn't it? I'm not complaining. Yeah. No, no. I was I was new and inexperienced, but uh, yeah, I got I got random vortexes, but that was quite quite exciting. That sounds like a sort of the beginning of a Doctor Who plot. There are random vortexes in this dimension. Or it should be vortices or something. Oh, it should be actually, yeah. But Vort- I think it'd be awful, be awful if we called, referred to the magazine <laughs> as, you know, but we've got all those vortices there. Yeah, <laughs> no, here's I a vortex. No, I think we should, because I think that sounds pretentious and lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I might consider doing it, yeah. Anyway. It's not, it's not as snappy though, is it? Vortices! It's I not say, listen, I've got to go and do the, you know, goodbye. Oh, well, I'm so sorry that we're keeping you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so am I. <laughs> Thank you all, you've been fantastic. Thank you. That's the end of the podcast. Goodbye. just reached the point where all the other ships disappeared. Ah, so that alarm's there to tell us that we've got here safe and sound? No. That alarm's there to tell us that the overfield's gone off course. Is going off course. Something's overriding our controls. He's right. Whatever it is, it's taking control of everything. Navigational systems are crashing, flight controls are down, the framing, hydraulics, pump pressure. None of it's responding to basic command codes. It's like we've been abducted. Abducted? Where? Hard to say. The controls are all encoded. Delta, oxygen, Kryden, slash, slash, 12. It's a geogalactic map reference. Looks like an abandoned ocean moon up ahead. Just a few clicks to the left and slightly above us. It's pulling us into orbit. Some advent outing has turned out to be. 